Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Over and Out. It's us, Hannah and Kels. We're still the same gals. <laughs> this time we thought we'd tell you um, some stories from our little storybook of the Oberbrecklings. Some of these are tried and true and others are, you know, you might not have heard before. Yeah, so I'm just going to kick things off um, with the first time I ran over a fire hydrant. And the first time? Well, it sounds like this. You know, there was a second time, but there never was. It was only one time I ran over a fire hydrant. And um, so it was my first week of junior year of high school, and I just got Kelsey's uh, Honda 2000 Blue CRV. And if you know that car, then you really know our family, because that car was our dad's car, and then it was my sister's car, and then it was my car. I named her Petunia. Petunia. And it was just a cute little dainty-looking car. Not dainty. Okay, whatever. It was just very, like, me. I don't know. First, I wasn't too thrilled about getting it, but, like, I really loved Petunia. And Mom and Dad made me leave Petunia back home for Hannah when I went to college, which I was, like, kind of upset about, but, like, not really, because, like, I didn't need a car. Well, you just wait. Oh, go on, Hannah. So then, um... It was a Friday, and I was making my wonderful banana smoothie that I made every single day, and I was drinking the smoothie on Druid Hills, and um, it didn't have, like, you know, like a lid or straw to it, so I was just drinking out of this, like, plastic cup, and I really don't know what happened. I'm not sure if my hands weren't on the wheel. I'm not sure if I just wasn't looking. I do not know what happened, but... Sooner or later, I was over a fire hydrant, and I completely totaled my car, and I ran into this guy's, like, um, lawn with, like, all of his, like, nice, like, landscaping and bricks and all this stuff and flowers and stuff, and um, he was kind enough to come outside, and he was like, oh, do you need some water? I'm like, yes, I would love some water, and I was a freaking wreck, and then I called my parents, and they literally, yeah, I think they walked over, <laughs> because we, it was so close to our house, and where it happened, it was on the main drag, how you get to, like, how you get to school, if, like, you're going the back way, if, like, you're from Temple Terrace, so then everyone is texting me, because it's school time, and everyone's on their way to school, like, where are you, where are you, where are you, or, like, no, 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 I take it back, saying, like, what's going on, like, are you okay? Because they're passing her and seeing her. It, yeah, because they're passing and seeing me. And then what ended up happening is I um, broke the axle um, from the two wheels, so the axle, like, snapped in half, and it was um, totaled beyond repair. So then um, I didn't have a car, so then I was like, can I stay home from school? <laughs> and Mom and Dad were like, no, you're going to school. So I just made it to the end of first period, and then um, I remember I came into my class crying, and then my AP US history teacher just laughed at me because I told him the story of how I just ran over a fire hydrant. But it was interesting because later on, um, within that week and like the next week, I I ended up running over the fire hydrant that was the main water supply for the entire street. So what that means is they had to like dig up all the other fire hydrants and all the other sidewalks to like replace it for like the central water line or whatever the science is behind that and so you couldn't walk on the sidewalk for like three blocks worth of sidewalk for like two or three months and then people in class would talk about like hey do you see like how bad druid hills look like someone ran over a fire hydrant I'm like yeah Who's that dummy? But um, oh it was really something, and I think, like, maybe, like, a week or two later, I got the card that I have now that um, 
it's not as great as the Honda it's, CRV. It's not as great, but um, I don't think I'll ever live down the fire hydrant story. And every single time I pass it on our walk, I just like, you know, give a little pat on the head and like <laughs> say hello. Yeah, I, Hannah conveniently left out the part where she got a ticket for. Um, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so I got a ticket for careless driving, which okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> so it was $150, and then I had to, like, take, like, um, I had to take, like, this online driving school, whatever, for our insurance to prove that I was a good driver, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> and you can all imagine me, Kelsey, this happened on, like, one of my first days of class, and, oh, yeah. and, or syllabus week, or something like that, and I was just, like, shook. I'm like, what happened? Okay, and then also the whole time that this was happening, there was a cop behind me as it was happening. So he was like, yeah, you can't get out of this ticket. I'm giving you a ticket. So I was like, okay, but, um, yeah. and what I a learning lesson. It, you know, it really was, because that was in August, so you have been 16 for, like, half a year, basically. Yeah. And, um, and then I was just, I remember being so bitter that... Hannah got another car, and I still didn't have one for, like, two years. Hannah really lucked out of the whole car situation. I did, and, and I'm really sorry for that. Well, uh-huh. I just, I don't think mom and dad, like, wanted me, like, wanted to drive me to school and, and, and wanted me to, like, drive me places. Yeah, I, it wasn't that hard to be without a car at Florida State. Like, I had enough friends, but, like, once I got a car at Florida State, and I'm like, man, this is what I've been missing? That yeah. is such a big difference, but whatever. Um, good story, Han. Thank you. I'm sure that our most bestest followers have heard that one before. Um, first story I wanted to tell was about when I was a tour guide. Um, I was, it was, I think it was probably, um, the beginning of the year, like, beginning of January, and I got, we were just, we were, had to close off some days from tours because they were full. So days like President's Day and like spring break and like MLK Day and stuff like that. So times where high schoolers have off of school but Florida State has school is a perfect time for people to come tour FSU. Makes sense, right? So we just closed off President's Day and I get a call and it was, um, you know, it was like, hi, um, I'd like to schedule a tour for President's Day. Um, well, they said, hi, this is Bob Buckhorn. I'd like to schedule a tour for President's Day for myself and my daughter. And I'm thinking, Bob Buckhorn? Where do I know that name? But I convinced myself it was just someone from the FSU Alumni Association. And I kept talking to him, and I'm like, you know what? If he's an FSU Alumni Association, he can have connections to get above me yeah. to get this taken care of. And I said no, because our whole office literally just got yelled at by our bosses to do um, to have our... Um, do not let any more people on these tours that were full. So I, we just had that lecture. I'm talking to him. And so then, um, you know, we got to talking and he's like, oh, we're from, um, Hillsborough County and this, that, the other. And I'm like, oh, so am I. And, you know, Bob Buckhorn asked me what high school I went to. I said, King. He said, are you in the IB program? I said, yes. And then, um, eventually we got to the point where I like realized that, oh, he said, he said to me that, oh, you know, you know, I'm the mayor of Tampa. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like. Yes, I know, because I had realized that ahead of time, but I didn't want to tell him that I knew that like, he was the mayor, because I didn't want to have to give him, like, that, you know, celebrity treatment, even Like, though, saying, hey, so I know you're the mayor, but you still can't get a tour. Exactly, and so, and I just was trying to keep it to myself and just have that, you know, friendly 
customer service banter on the phone with him. But anyways, we continue talking. I end up telling him that I'm going to Gasparilla and that my parents met at Gasparilla. And then I said, when I see you in the parade at Gasparilla, I'm going to wave to you. And so sure enough, like the day comes that Gasparilla is happening and I like see him and I am like, (laughs) I am very drunk. Um, and I'm ready to like say hi to the mayor. And I'm like, Mr. Mayor, it's Kelsey from FSU. And I'm, he waved back, but I don't know if if he he really, really knew, but yeah, I never ended up like giving him the tour because he didn't really push that hard. And like, I mean, in all honesty, like I could have, and then I get off the phone and the whole office is looking at me and they're like, who was that? Because it's not that often that we have, you know, that kind of conversation with someone on the phone is strictly, it's usually just business. And they were all, and I said, oh, that was the mayor of Tampa. And they're like, of course you pick up the call from the mayor of Tampa because, I mean, they they know that, like, our family's active in the community at home and stuff. Um, And they said, and my boss like, you know, you could have given him a tour. And I'm like, five minutes ago, (laughs) they just yelled at me for not giving the tour. So anyways, um... I'm sure they toured another time, but that would have been fun if I was actually their tour guide when they eventually came in tour, but who knows? I, I hope she went to FSU. Go yeah, nice. I hope so, too. I don't know. That was, like, years now, years ago now at this point, but anyways, your turn for a story, Hannah. Um, okay, so my senior year of high school, I read the morning announcements every single day um, for the school, like, you know, on the PA system, so I had, like, get school extra early, and, like, you know, I had all my announcements, and I started the day with... Good morning lines, like, please stand for the pledge. So, I was reading the pledge, and I think, and, and I think I've done the announcements maybe for, like, a month now, or, or, or a couple weeks, but no one in the office, like, where I do the announcements, like, says the pledge with me, and I realized that if you say the pledge by yourself, you don't know it, okay? I would like you to pause the podcast and try to say the pledge without anyone saying it with you. It's hard. At least for me, it's hard, okay? So I'm saying the pledge, and I completely just forget it over the intercom for the morning announcement. And then everyone in the office is just staring at me. And I don't know if I just, like, stopped with the pledge and I just started reading the announcement or if I just, like, re, you know, restarted the Pledge of Allegiance. Kind of a blackout moment. Like, I, I don't know. So then, you know, I read the announcements, and then right after that, I think, like, the seniors had, like, some, like, assembly or something, and I was, like, in charge of the assembly, so then I, like, am about to get on stage, and everyone's like, Hannah, what the hell? Like, how did you forget the Pledge of Allegiance in front of every senior in, in King High School? No, the whole school. It was, it wasn't the announcement. It wasn't just for the seniors. It was well, for- yeah, I know, but all the seniors looking at me right after I gave my announcement. Oh, and so I was like, I, I, I don't know. So I got, like, railed on that all year for forgetting the Pledge of Allegiance. So then after that, I started writing the Pledge of Allegiance on a note card, and I literally read the note card, and I sat down. I didn't even stand up. I'm sorry. I, I sat down, so I was so focused on reading the Pledge of Allegiance, and I got it right ever since then and then also my signature thing like signing off of like the morning announcements like this is Hannah O signing off or something like that and um I got a lot of clout for that and I I I really appreciate like I was I was very happy to read the announcements because it was like the highlight of my day and I always got to come to class like you know a couple minutes late (laughs) because I was reading the announcements so much clout but yeah and then and, and then I ended up reading, no, and then I, 
I can't talk right now. Um, you should get back into the announcement reading, get back into practice. Yeah, I really should. But I, I announced prom king and queen um, at my senior prom, which was cool to do that too. <laughs> so, yeah, Hannah had so much clout at that point. I had nowhere near as much clout in high school. I mean... Anyways, I'd like to take this next story way back to elementary school, right? Um, This is uh, fifth grade, okay? And it is April, so like almost the end of the year, right? After spring break, and it's April Fool's Day, and all the fifth grade teachers are telling their classes that the FCAT was lost in the mail and we have to retake it. And we're all like, no. Like, we're all, what, how old are you in fifth grade? 10, 11? 11. Um, so, so we're like, no, that's, like, not possible. Like, these tests did not get lost in the mail. Like, we're, we don't believe you. It's April Fool's Day. Like, this is a joke. And all the teachers are like, no, it's not. Like, they really did. And they had, they told us this in the morning. And they kept on going through lunch, through recess. And then at recess, you know, we find out that the whole grades, you know, um, we thought it was just, like, my specific class. But it was, like, the whole grade of fifth graders or tests but but there's you know so many theories like this is real this is fake blah 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 anyways we're about to get dismissed for the day and then um the principal of the school comes into each one of our classes and apologizes that for the fact that our fcats were lost in the mail and she apologizes that we have to take it again and when the principal comes in I start believing it. I mean, I was believing it, like, basically the whole day, but, like, you know, a little bit of doubt. But then when the principal came in, I was like, oh, crap. Like, no, this is preposterous. I started writing a letter. I remember in class, I started writing a letter to, like, whoever the FCAT people was. I didn't have the address. I was going to find it. Um, I started writing a letter and say, like, this is, like, inexcusable. I don't think I knew that word at the time, but... (laughs) I was just writing this letter because my mom's a big letter writer and so we've kind of adopted that as well. Anyways, um, and then at some point in this little letter writing process, like I start to cry um, and um, my teacher comes over and like tells me to like go run an errand for um, her. And like, you know, you know, I always feel so special when the teacher asks you to run an errand for her. And so I like pull myself together because I'm like, Kelsey, you are a leader in this class. Like you need to get it together. Oh, my little big head in fifth grade. Um, and so and so I did. But she pulls me out to the hallway and she goes, Kelsey, this is an April Fool's joke. Like, I am sorry that you like fell this way. And then I was just like beside myself and like. I, like, tried to laugh it off, but I was, like, still upset, so I took a walk, like, around, like, the upper level of the school, and then I came back, and then the, they passed out, like, envelopes with, like, letters for our parents to explain what's happening, and they said, don't open those until you get home, but, of course, everyone opens them, and inside the letter, it says, April Fool's. Okay, so that was just, like, a, like a, such a long, drawn-out April Fool's joke that, you know, start the whole school day involving the principal, involving the whole grade. I was sold, man. I was taught to believe my teachers, and, like, everyone, like, made fun of me for, like, being so, like, upset by this, but no, no. I was just, it was just, I, I just was. Like, yeah. it just really struck a chord with me. Anyways, I get home, and I tell my mom and dad about this. They are livid. Oh my god, they're so mad. I did not expect them to be as mad as they were. So they're calling their friend who's a principal at another school and he's like, oh no, that is not cool. That is not right. They I, they contacted the school board, they contacted the principal at the school. They had a meeting in person with the, th- like they really like escalated the situation. And my parents, to this day, 
are still holding this grudge. Yeah. They, they say that they've forgiven, but they're still holding a grudge to this day from my specific fifth grade teacher who never apologized to them. They yeah. were, the principal apologized to them, but the specific teacher of mine never did. And they, they just... It just really made them mad, and I was happy that it made them so mad, but it, again, made me embarrassed, because word got around, that, like, oh my god, some kid's parents, or Kelsey's parents more specifically, Who like, cares? Like, honestly... Well, and, but at the time, I cared a lot. Well, you know, no, in no, fifth no. grade, you care a lot. No, like, I'm saying for the kids, like, who cares? Like, good for our parents for, like, sticking up for us, and, like, saying what's wrong and what's right, and how something as serious as your scores that determine if, like, you're gonna pass that grade level to go to middle school. Oh, yeah, I never explained the FCAT was, like, standardized testing. Yeah, (laughs) for all you out-of-Florida listeners, which is no one, (laughs) but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that was my, um, not my finest moment in fifth grade, but it's definitely one that lives in our family storybook. Yeah. And then I just know that anytime that we see that teacher at, like, our local Publix or at any... Yeah, because she lives, like, in our community. Yeah. Like, we will, like, go in a different aisle, like, we will not say hi to her, like, we... Like, this whole family doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, and then, like, as, like, a side note to this story, years, years later... Hannah saw another fifth grade teacher at her resort. Um, Oh, yeah. And so, like, and that teacher, when Hannah was working um, in recreation over the summer, and the teacher says to Hannah, Kelsey? Yeah. And then Hannah goes, oh, no, it's Hannah. But the reason why... Um, that teacher knew, thought it was Kelsey, because sh- the April Fool's joke sticks out in her memory yeah. as, like, a crazy teacher yeah. story. So And like, then I told her, and then I said, you know, my parents still have not let go of it. And she was, really? I go, yeah, it's your freaking fault for, well, no, it wasn't her specific fault. It was a collective yeah. fault with all the teachers. And that teacher that I did see at my, you know, resort was was one of my favorite teachers, and she never did any harm to me. Well, yeah, because the school jokes were banned. <laughs> yeah, they were that. done after that. You better that. believe that. Yeah. Oh, what a story. All right, Hannah, your turn. Okay, so um, last year for my sorority formal, um, I was, you know, I invite a guy, and of course guys just say no to me because that's just in my nature for guys to reject me. Um, so... Um, I finally asked this, like, random guy because he was a friend of, you know, one of my sorority sisters who really wanted to go because all of his, like, other fraternity brothers or whatever were going. And I was like, you know what? He's kind of cute. I'll have him as my date. And then we can, like, just take a few pictures together and then he can hang out with his, his friends and I can hang out with my friends. And it really was no harm in this. So it was great. So then, you know, I put his, all of his information down, whatever. And then I think a couple of days before the formal, he texts me. He goes, hey, Hannah, like, I'm so sorry. But, yeah, my frat party, whatever he had, got moved to the night of formal. So he couldn't go because he was, like, on the board of his fraternity and, and whatever. And so I was like, okay, well, crap. Because whenever, whenever like, you can't, like, go to an event after you sign up for it, you get fined for reasons of whatever, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but whatever. And so, um, yeah, I told him, I said that the fine was going to be $60, because for something like that, you know, it's around, like, 60 to $70, and I did not know how much a fine was going to be, and you don't know until after the event, until later, you know, when you get fined. So I just ballparked it, because I don't know this guy at all, I've never actually met him, which is weird, but I knew that he was, like, 
you know, like a fine guy, so it wasn't sketchy in any way. So I said, okay, well, the fine's $60. And he's like, okay, what's your Venmo? I was like, okay. So then I get my Venmo, and he immediately sends me $60. I was like, okay, thank you. So then days later, you know, the formal happens, and I had a great time. Didn't really care that he wasn't there because I didn't know him. And then weeks later, I'm waiting for the fine to hit my account, and I never got fined. And... I mean, I could have been a good person, and I could have, you know, given the money back, but I don't owe him anything. Like, I, like, I don't know who this guy is, so I just kind of kept the money to myself, and, um, ever since that, and I've missed, yeah, I think one more event after that, like, last year, or, you know, this year, and, yeah, I didn't get fined that either, so I think my sorority just does that just to, like, scare us to make sure that we still come to our event, which, yeah, I get, but they don't follow through with the fines, so... I saved some money. So. <laughs> you earned some money. I, I earned some money with that $60. That was very nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, um, one story that I love from college, it was like one of my, it was def- It was my last night at Florida State because I was graduating the next day. Um, so this was like, I graduated on a Saturday and this was the Friday night before that. And one of my best friends graduated that night with her master's. And so we, and she's like my friend who, um, we always went to Bullwinkles together, which is the the best bar, in my opinion, for, like, FSU students, and um, it has, it's, like, strictly 21 and up, which is one of the reasons why it's the best, and they have, like, an outdoor and indoor, and it's so cheap. I had, like, a loyalty card for this place, like, loved bowls with a lot of my heart, and part of the reason I liked it so much is because when my mom went to Florida State, she had a Bulls, um, she went to Bulls too. Like, it's an institution. Like, my mom graduated a long time before I did, and it was still there. And, like, my uncle, and just, it's just part of, like, the history and, like, the culture of our place. So, I thought it would be so fun to take my parents to Bulls with my friend and her parents, and we'd, like, have, like, our night, like, our last night at Bulls together. And on Friday, it was, like, um, $10, all you can drink, top shelf, or was it? 20. I don't know. I had the Bulls card, so it didn't really matter. Anyways, so we're having a good time. Um, we didn't want to stay, like, too late because I was graduating at 9 a.m. the <laughs> next morning. Um, so we go to leave, and um, we find that our car has a flat tire. And uh, because my dad ended up driving to this place, and we never, I never park there. I never, ever drive to this place, and it's got such a horrible parking lot with, like, you know, potholes and all that kind of thing, but, and it was just so funny because so many things have happened to me at this place, as for everybody, just so many stories and so many crazy nights at this bar, and I'm like, of course we get a flat tire here, so we go to change it, and we, you know, are doing that with our little donut that's, like, underneath the car, and so I'm, like, looking so fly, and then I'm on the ground here changing this tire. My mom is, like, watching I guess me and my dad did it together and so we start to go and the security guard like the parking guy I guess was like hey your donut's flat and so we're like you're kidding me so we changed a tire that was also flat so we got like I don't know we talked to the owner or whoever bulls they wouldn't tow our car because we left it there overnight we took an uber home to my apartment which like was not that far and then my parents took my car to their hotel next morning we got it back and bought it it was like this whole production that was just very very iconic messy 
Tallahassee um, right before I leave Tallahassee for good. And the whole time I was asleep in Kelsey's bed because I was um, 19, so I could not go to the bar. <laughs> but you were fine with that. Had, I had a comfy bed, and yeah. it was nice and yeah. know, a good room over there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, still love Bullwinkles. Like, when I went back for FSU Homecoming this past fall, I went back, and I'm like, oh, remember when we changed your tire in the parking lot? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so last year, this might be one of my best stories yet, it, it, it's, but it's also one of my most embarrassing stories, but I've just come to peace with it, yeah. that it's just great. That's all you can do, yeah. come to peace so with it. So last year, um, I got my wisdom teeth out, like, I think, like, six or seven days before I moved into my sorority house for sorority recruitment, and I was kind of against, like, getting my wisdom teeth out so soon, because during, because, like, during recruitment practice and actual recruitment, like, you need to be on your A game, and, like, you just, like, need to be good, and I was not going to be good, because it was right after my wisdom teeth surgery, but I had to get it done, so then... After my surgery, I was on a bunch of pain meds and whatever, and then I realized, like, it was day six, and it was the night before I was leaving for Kayo to live in the house, and it was on a Saturday night, and I was like, hmm, I haven't pooped since Tuesday. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't good. So then I try to go, and, you know, it just doesn't work, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to take some laxatives because I need to get this out of my system before I move in because I am uncomfortable. And I was taking laxative after laxative after laxative because I didn't know how they worked because I've never been constipated before. So I didn't like know the time frame of these drugs or medicine or whatever I was taking. And so then... um. Finally, the next day comes, and I spent all, like, night up. I was, like, awful. And then I finally get to my sorority house, and I can't even get into my sorority house yet because, um, you know, like, I don't have the key yet. So then I go into my friend's sorority house, which is right next door. You know, I used the bathroom there because I just drove two hours on these freaking laxatives and whatever. And then finally, you know... It's our first day of, like, recruitment practice, and I was, like, talking with my friends, and we're practicing in the house, and then I had to fart. So I thought, okay, well, I fart in public all the time, as many people do, so don't deny it, and I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just gonna fart, it's just gonna be a little fart, like, it's not gonna be bad. So I go to fart, and I shit my pants, like, completely poop my pants, and I was... Like, oh crap. So then, <laughs> no pun intended. So then I run upstairs and I, you know, change. I literally just throw away, like, I just throw away my pants and underwear. I'm like, I'm just not even, like, gonna sacrifice. I'm not gonna do anything with it. And then I, um, was fine after that, but, um, not a lot of people know that because I don't really talk about it, but when I do talk about it, I make sure to bring it up when the time is right, when, like, we're, like, playing games in my sorority house or, like, playing, like, Never Have I Ever or, you know, like, Cards Against Humanity or whatever. But I feel like, like, you know, you release it to certain people at certain times, but I'm sure those sisters are telling other sisters, so, yeah. like... I'm sure this story will live on long after you graduate. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like, but in, in the future, I can just picture the recru- recruitment chair being like, okay, guys, I know some of you are getting your wisdom teeth out because it's a popular time of year to get your wisdom teeth out. Don't get OIC, opioid-induced constipation. Well, the thing was is that after that incident happened, a couple days later, like five days later, I wasn't pooping again. So then I start, like, really, like, 
taking it hard because I'm like crying and like freaking out because literally the next day actual recruitment started. So then how it works for like um, our recruitment is that we like line up in a certain order and our recruitment chair was just doing it random. So then she, so then our recruitment chair ended up calling my name first to line up and I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that that's what she was doing because I was so like just distraught about my situation. <laughs> so then she goes, Hannah, and I yell across the entire chat room. I go, what? And then she goes, okay, never mind. <laughs> and then I just start crying. And everyone is like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't poop. And they're like, oh my God, Hannah. So then, um, so then I like go in the back hallway with all of my advisors, you know, and recruitment chair. And they're like, Hannah, what really is the issue? I'm like, the issue is I can't poop. And then they're like, Okay, we'll go and get you laxative. Like, no, no, I can't have a laxative. We can't have laxative. So then they ended up actually getting me laxative, and I took um. Well, didn't they get you like juice and candy or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. So they got me like a whole little care package because I was a mess, and I took it as directed. And when you take things as directed, it works out fine. Um, who thought? And then I told them, I said, I just don't want to poop my pants on recruitment, and they're like, what? I go, just please, I just, I just need to be better, and then. I was fine the rest of the week, and we brought home a great pudge class. You know, for those of us who are in, um, who are not in Greek life, I should say, you know, you always see like, oh my gosh, recruitment's the worst, recruitment's so grueling, and in my non-Greek self, I'm thinking like, how bad can it possibly be? It, it, it's really not that bad. It's only bad when you can't poop. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> and, so when, and so when Hannah's telling me this story, because like my family is getting the daily play-by-play, -play. Hey, mom and dad get a call, and I get a separate call, because... I was, was I, I don't even know where I was that summer, but doesn't even matter. Um, but that is, that is so, so Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, that should wrap up our stories for this time. You, you guys know, we have way more to share. So we'll do another episode eventually of more stories and, you know, not even just stories, just some kind of like one-liner little snippets of our lives mm -hmm. to talk about but anyways thanks for listening and if you know a story that we've told you before and you think that we need to share it with the world like let us know remind us of our own lives our dms are open our dms are open thanks guys for listening and over and out over and out